everybody. I'm Maya. I'm Melissa. And I'm Olivia. And we're here to take you back to your twilight days. Hello, friends. What's up? Uh, not much. Just having COVID for the second time. I'm sure you yeah, feel late. Me too. <laughs> Two thirds of us just had COVID. Uh, I'm like still getting over it too, uh, listeners. I don't know if you're having a case of deja vu, but I had COVID two <laughs> yeah. months ago. Like just now. Like yeah, like it was literally two months. Ago. A whole second ago. And now I have COVID again, and it's great. Um, I didn't realize that it was two months ago, and my yeah. boss asked me, uh, and I was like, so recent, like a month ago, she just had it, so I absolutely I mean, lied to her. it feels like it just happened. It was only it like, feels to it me was like, like maybe it just a month happened. and a half after. Yeah, it was, it was less like mid-May. It was mid-May. Ugh. It was mid-May. So it was less than two months. Less than two months. From it's, here it's on out, listeners, if you're like, oh, they said that they were going to be <laughs> back next week, but oh they didn't God, post what happened. Just assume that somebody has COVID. Somebody we got COVID has- again. <laughs> Just assume somebody has COVID. Okay, but we're back when we told them. It's we're true, actually we not are taking actually any back. extra time off from me having COVID. And me having COVID. And Melissa. Which is miraculous. We're still here on time. I'm trying not to look at Maya and Melissa too much because being on a computer gives me a headache. It just looks like you're being really coy. So, uh, <laughs> I'm just being really weird. <laughs> I liked it how you described it before, where you were like, "Yeah, it's um giving me brain scrambles." Yes. Oh my god. It it feels more like a headache now than like two days ago. I was like, looking at a computer makes me feel like my brain is scrambled eggs. It's a really weird feeling where it's just like, I don't know. It's almost like if your contacts were like at different like if you could see out of only one eye and your other contact didn't work at all mm. i used sort to of do that like that i used to only wear one contact when one <gasps> contact was bothering me oh my god brains are magical it it compensated very quickly that's nuts my favorite part is that this seems to only apply to computers um i watched many many hours of television this week yeah <laughs> so many hours of time. I also I watched New Girl for like the bajillionth time. <laughs> I almost went for New Girl and then instead I watched both seasons of Love is Blind. Great choices. I've been watching a lot of like old rom-coms, not old as in like from the beginning of rom-coms, older than like the early 2000s. Um oh, the and... best. list some please. Um, I watched Sleepless in Seattle. Yeah. When Harry Met Sally. That's before the 2000s. I right? would have guessed those were 90s era. Yeah, those are 90s. Are those early 2000s? Those are, I think those are 90s, but. Okay. I just, okay. okay. I, I guess I also. I feel like that's a different vibe. From before. 90s um, is a different vibe. 2000s is like John Tucker must die and. Uh... That's like, like 2016 rom com. Okay, yeah, it's fair. Sure. I sure, also. Sure. Last night was Something's Gotta Give uh, nope. from 2003, oh. starring Jack Nicholson and Diane Keaton. Sure. And let me tell you, I hated it. <laughs> I, it got, like I get a, that vibe from looking at it, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> it has like a 73% on Rotten Tomatoes. The plot is that this guy is dating a younger woman and they go to like her family's beach home. Mm-hmm. Um, and while there, he has a heart attack and is like nursed back to health by his girlfriend's mom and they fall in love oh, um, weird. and 
Jack Nicholson just has, like, such an ups off-putting energy. Yes, he does. <laughs> like, he's always calling them honey, even Ugh. though it feels like they shouldn't be close enough for that. He growls all his lines. Mm. Diane Keaton got an Oscar for that role, and, like, she did, like, perfectly good, but I don't understand what about it was Oscar-worthy. There's a part, so she's, like, really buttoned up, you know? Like, she doesn't let herself be free. And it's, you can tell because she's always wearing turtlenecks. And turtlenecks are just so restrictive. And there's a part where they're about to have sex for the first time. And she's like, cut it off of me. And he takes scissors and cuts through her turtleneck. Oh my god. That's and weird. that takes more time than just taking it off. Yeah. That's weird. And it's like, it's still going to be on your your. Like, the sleeves are still going to be on your arm, so you're still going to have to lean forward to get it fully off. Why? And you're rich, clearly, so it was probably expensive. Why would you destroy an expensive sweater? Wait, a sweater? I'm, I'm glad that I can... It was a turtleneck sweater. sweater? Yeah. That's even weirder than a turtleneck 2003 shirt. was a lawless time, I feel like. 2003 was, like, so many good movies. There were a lot of good movies, and then so there were movies, many like, good something's movies gotta give. It was a real crapshoot. What a Girl Wants, I believe, is 2003. Finding Nemo is 2003. I believe 2003. you're correct. Pirates of the Caribbean My is 2003. of all time came out, which is Peter Pan. Peter it, Pan was in 2003? Did I already Pan say Mean Girls? Mean Girls? action version uh, uh, that had Jason Isaacs. As oh God, Captain Isaacs. Hook. Yeah, I know which one. It's my favorite movie of all time. I've watched it maybe 523 times. I think School of Rock might also be 2003. Like, literally every peak my childhood movie came out in 2003. An incredible year for cinema. I googled um, best rom-coms from the early 2000s, and it's like, wow, there are so many more for me like, to explore. How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Um... I haven't seen that one in a long time. I think I have seen it. I hope it holds up. I also haven't seen it in a long time, but I remember really liking it. Just Like Heaven with Reese Witherspoon and Mark Ruffalo. I did not That's realize that Mark now. Ruffalo had, like, such a... a thi- I didn't realize what he was even famous for. I was like, he's in all of these. <laughs> 13 going on 30. How yeah. Was a Guy in 10 Days, also 2003. Wow. I know. The Lizzie McGuire movie. The Lizzie McGuire oh, movie. So good. <laughs> anyway. Right. Uh, do we have some listener letters? Boy, do we. First things first. From our pal, Devin. Subject hey, line, Devin. a perspective on Jacob. Longtime listener, first time writer. Uh, Devin is neither Team Edward nor Team Jacob and is Team fair. Bella, which fair, fair, fair. I... Yeah understand I'd argue that we are Amen. essentially team bella yeah i i feel like i'm team edward because I mean, bella is team edward exactly exactly yes that is our official like. stance we're team bella <laughs> and bella's team edward therefore we're our team edward yeah by the transitive property of mathematics <laughs> um but Devin just wanted to give you know another perspective on jacob uh which is the what if your friend were in a cult perspective, you know? Um, hmm. Furthermore, while Jacob hasn't imprinted on Bella, he's experiencing something close. Bella obviously shares features with Renezme, and what Jacob is interpreting as an extreme attraction to Bella is actually his genes telling him that Bella isn't necessary to him finding his perfect mate. 
But going back to our cult example, what if you knew, subconsciously perhaps, but deeply and profoundly, that if your best friend dies, so too will any possibility of your own happiness? Not only will you have lost someone you deeply care about, but also the best version of your own future. Wouldn't that make you even more determined to get them out of the cult? Add to that that you are 16 and flailing because you have no life experience. Okay, yes, uh, and Devin also notes yes. that it in no way is an excuse for the sexual assault, which is right. inexcusable. Right. Um, um, I would say that that person also still needs to go to therapy. And like, <laughs> yeah, okay, I guess it maybe excuses why he's so into getting Bella out of Edward's reaches. But I would argue that it's more of a jealousy false manliness thing that stephanie has going for him Um, yeah i feel like edward not edward i feel like jacob i think the cult comparison is relevant because jacob probably does see it that way Oh, totally yeah i do but that's jacob's own prejudice yeah at play because they're not all of this still points to jacob being a shitty human um so it's another I angle mean, on him being shitty, but... Well, I think the cult comparison is sort of compelling. Like, he does think that Bella is going to die, and she is going to die. Like, she's choosing to die to join the Cullens. And if it was your best friend, you wouldn't want them to do that. I think, and I don't mean for this to come off flip in, like, any way... Uh, but I do see kind of like a, a reproductive rights parallel here. Like, hmm. if you are pro-life and you genuinely believe that abortion is murder, um, you know, it makes sense that you would want to do what you have to do to, like, have people not be murdered. But unfortunately for you... People have bodily autonomy and the ability to make choices about what they want to do and your own feelings about that do not outweigh their freedom to make that choice themselves. Like, listen to Um, So it's like, if your friend is in a cult, you can, like, talk to them about it, you can make the argument, but you can't go as far as Jacob went because ultimately it's that person's choice. Mm Mm-hmm. Well put. And he doesn't do that much exploring of what the Collins are actually about. Right. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, I already know everything there is. He just decides (laughs) that they are a cult and doesn't investigate. (laughs) Which is funny because he's also like continually presented with the knowledge that what he thought was true about them is wrong or complicated in some way. Mm -hmm. And he never is like, I wonder what else I was wrong about. He's always like, well, everything else is firmly true. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Next up, our pal Liren wrote in, subject line, teenage me was so disappointed about the fade to black. Liren said, amen, amen. Same. Uh, Liren says, I can't believe we're already at Breaking Dawn. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, what the fuck? I feel like we should have like four more books to go before (laughs) we're doing Breaking Dawn. Like what? (laughs) Um, I remember reading Breaking Dawn as a teenager and being so disappointed about the fade to black in the water. Like we waited three whole books for this. (laughs) Yeah, I was pretty big on fanfic. She hyped it up so much and then then it didn't happen. I don't even get to see it. 
Uh, and Liren's like, I was pretty big on fanfic, and those parts were probably the most I looked up, and there were some spicy things out there. Oh, Maybe a little yeah. too spicy for my age. I even had a secret <laughs> folder on my laptop. Yeah. Oh my god! Um, I loved the secret folder. Didn't we all have secret folders? I really identified oh with the secret folder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> even things that, like, weren't, like, risque at all. No. All sorts of stuff was going in the secret folder. <laughs> all sorts. <laughs> I think we all encountered our most spicy thing for our age in fanfiction. In didn't fanfiction, we all? yeah, that's for like sure. most of what fanfiction was for. Yeah, I think that it's Stephanie probably did the fade to black because she thought that it was like more appropriate. Um, but it's funny because it created all these people it wanting to be so like, well, what easier. happens? So much easier to fill right. in the fade to black. Like, right. then what happens? And then they gotta go to fanfiction. Fiction.net, and they find out. Yeah, yeah. so. Listen, y'all, my I also, I learned about sex the old-fashioned way of Googling things on the internet because no one told me about it. And you know what? I saw things I wish to this day I had never seen. So... Wow. Why not we just facilitate knowledge in a positive environment so we don't need to go down deep, dark rabbit holes on the internet when we don't know how to moderate our searches. To this day, I have never looked up two girls, one cup, and I don't want to know, and I I didn't do it. Everybody was You're talking free. about it, and I didn't do it. You're never free. I love that for you. <laughs> um, our final listener letter for today... Our pal Sky has written back in. Sky! Hi, Sky. Um, Sky answered our question, so I'll read that first. Last week, one of you guys asked me to write in and say if you guys are cool. I'm sorry, I can't remember who asked. I think you are all pretty cool and fun to listen to. Y'all truly brighten up my day. Yeah! Ugh. It was definitely Melissa who asked. It was definitely me and who asked. I'm and it's also definitely cool. me who's the coolest, right? Thank you. Sky did not say that. Sky said all of us are pretty cool. Sky said that we're all fun to listen to and that we brighten up their day as a collective. Amazing. Oh, and then Sky goes on, who is your favorite Twilight character? Great question. Um, I even thought about this. I feel like my favorite character is probably Edward, which is like so stupid. Pretty boring. But (laughs) it's probably Edward. Like think about Twilight. Think about Twilight Edward when he's so mysterious. Twilight Edward. And he's yeah. like, we shouldn't be friends. Stuff. And there's the Ooh, bottle yeah. cap. And he's showing up in Port Angeles. Like, my favorite's probably Rosalie. But really? also not Stephanie's version of Rosalie. So Fan and Rosalie? Yeah, Fan and Rosalie. Or even maybe Jess. <laughs> <laughs> such a funny choice my my favorites are the ones that uh had a lot of potential that stephanie just botched completely (laughs) um i think i might pick alice because she's like the cool psychic like always knows what's up best friend as a teenager alice was my favorite for sure if we're getting away from the text fan and emmett 
is my oh, yeah. Fan yeah. and Emmett is a lot of fun. He's a lot He's of like fun. so much a more of a himbo uh-huh. than in the text. Yeah. Yes. Um I mean he's kind of like very much a himbo even in the text. Yeah, Stephanie yeah. does make him more himbo as the books go on for sure. He's I just think he's like so much goofier in our minds and yeah. also like much sweeter in yeah. our minds. Yeah. Than yeah. in the text. Yeah. Um but Sky also wrote in with the question, you know, I thought it was a great idea, R.E. Uh, Rosalie fostering, but I don't know quite how that would work because children cut themselves and bleed all the time. And yes, Rose is supposed to be really good with controlling herself around blood since mm-hmm. she saved Emmett, uh, but I don't know how good she would be around the children when they get scrapes and open wounds. Um, and what if one of them was like Bella and was her singer? Um I think the answer is that she has really love. good self-control and would probably just be okay. Like I think But I Rosalie don't think she could live with Jasper. Would have like that kind of all-consuming mother's quote mother's love. Like and it would supersede it all would and supersede. she would never want to Yeah. Yeah. And like if the kid were her singer, she probably just wouldn't pick that kid. Right. She'd be like, I can't take this one. She'd be like, too dangerous. (laughs) Yeah, you would know ahead of fostering slash adopting them. You would know fairly immediately. Yeah, we'd like meet them first. Yeah. Right. I think she could do it. she and Emmett would definitely have to move out because I don't think Jasper could live with like the constant Also, I don't know that I would want Jasper to be around my children with his weird emotion moderation. Like, yeah, it would be handy, I guess. weirdly manipulative. But like pass yeah and also him like not rejecting the confederacy even after also, all this time i would not want around my children <laughs> yes that is another i think point. he would have to not use the emotion thing on the kid very often because you as a child wouldn't learn how to, to deal you wouldn't with your know emotions. how to regulate your own emotions yeah you wouldn't know how to self-regulate if you grew up with and jasper just like managed all of your negative emotions and you would be, be like, I don't even know who I am or how I actually feel. Right, how you actually right. feel about yeah. anything. Like, I only yeah. know how I'm told to feel. That's fucking dystopian. That's fucked yeah. up. Ooh, someone write that book. Uh, Melissa, is it your turn to do the recap? I think it is. Let me pull up my app, because I'm still... Oh my uh, god, you're still on your ebook. I'm still on my ebook. Okay, chapter six, distractions. Um, this was kind of a chapter of nothing, really. Uh, essentially- 10 out of 10. (laughs) (laughs) You got it. (laughs) We start off with Edward just trying to busybody Bella to, like, not think about how much she wants to keep having sex. So they do (laughs) things like scuba diving and snorkeling. (laughs) Um, it just exhausts her to the point where she just falls asleep unconscious, like, as soon as she hits the bed. Um, but, you know, Bella hasn't given up. She's like, I still want that D. You unlocked the gates. (laughs) We're married. I'm still gonna figure this out. And so she, like, tries her own little manipulations of, like, wearing the lingerie that Alice packed for her, which is, like, you know, super sexy, and Edward just won't be able to handle it. Uh, (laughs) Or she uh, expresses that she wants to go to Dartmouth 
which I personally found was kind of out of left field, but, like, there's some reasoning behind it where, like, she's like, now that I'm having sex, I could be human forever. <laughs> which, like, yeah, that's that's fair to come to that conclusion. Um, before you weren't having sex, and now you are, and guess what? Things are better. Uh and so essentially she's like i could be human for longer so like have sex with me and i mean essentially what ends up happening is she has like a nightmare and wakes up and it's like apparently such a good nightmare about sex that she's like (laughs) crying about it and is like literally grieving that this dream is not reality and she cannot bear that it's not and so essentially just like goes at Edward and Edward like I don't know lets her because he's perplexed (laughs) uh, by what's going on and then they have sex again yay they do it Uh, they do it again Um, and this is the time where they like mangle the or Edward mangles the headboard Um, but the cleaning crew come and, uh, make them, they make them clean up all the feathers and... <laughs> so rude. Uh, the, the lady cleaner is, like, really worried about Bella because she's, quote, superstitious or, you know, just more knowledgeable about the world and is suspicious of Edward being a vampire, which, like, fair, Bella is still also covered in bruises. So, um, she's, like, really worried, and they, like, pitter-patter, and, uh, Bella eats a lot of eggs, and then the cleaners leave, and then they, uh, have sex again. Yep. I'm gonna go ahead and give you a 10, based solely on the phrase, it was such a good nightmare about sex. (laughs) That was so funny to me. So I'm going to give you a 10 solely for that. Wow. I'm going to give you a 9 solely for that. Yeah. (laughs) That was confusing and it wasn't a nightmare. It was so confusing. You made it weirder than it was. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, that's what happens. It's pretty in between each chapter. Yeah. I, I understand Bella's frustration. Because she's not getting what she wants. Mm -hmm. But this trip sounds really fun. It sounds great. (laughs) They're swimming with the porpoises in this, like, super warm water. Have you noticed? I've noticed each instance where she mentions the warm water. (laughs) The sperm melting water. I've never been to the ocean where it's that warm. It almost sounds unpleasant to I me. I know, like, because especially because it's hot. Like, not refreshing. But like, I think it's, it's probably just because I'm used to the ocean being really, really cold. Yeah, I don't know. Like, because they talk about how hot it is, and then the water's also warm. So, like, to me, that's just, like, mm, like a warm bath. Ugh. Like, you can never Ugh. escape Ugh. the yeah. heat. This like, is the first time that Edward being hot sounded appealing to me. Because they she, like, gets you into bed. Cold? I mean, being cold, sorry. And he, like, pulls her into his arms, and it says it was too hot to sleep without his cool body clothes. Like, that's ideal. Yeah, having somebody who's not, like, sweaty and hot sounds great. That sounds To me, I'm, like, pretty, I get nauseous really easily, and I was like, if I'm really hot and a full, like, block of ice is pressed against me, I'm going to feel so nauseous. (laughs) 
It's like just a temperature differential. I'm gonna feel so sick. I <laughs> hate being hot so much that it sounded Same. incredible. I get nauseous from being too hot. Yeah, so. sometimes I have that too. So I would, I would, I would like it. But usually it doesn't sound appealing. But on a tropical vacation, it sounds great. Yeah, and you know, and I really would have liked some, you know, as we as we've discussed previously, like some moments. I'm like, you all are a happy married couple now, ostensibly. Like, I would love to see this, uh, a moment where you visited the parrots that lived in the canopy on the south end of the island. Yeah. Or watch the sunset from the rocky western cove. Like, that yeah. also so cute. Like, maybe something in scene instead of yeah. just this, like, list of nice Instead cool of just, like, a list of things. Together. Right. Sure. Especially, like, think about how cute it would be to have a moment where they think about how far they've come. Yeah. Like... And how she's, like, like, actually happy to be married when she was so scared of being married. Yeah. Like, how fun if she were, like, oh, remember when we first met in biology and you, like, nearly killed me? (laughs) Aren't you glad you didn't so that we can be looking at these parrots? (laughs) (laughs) Right? And I, you know, there are just, like, all these, like, little things that are dropped in. Also, like, she's just like, oh, I've just been, I'm really tired because I've had a lot of nightmares recently. And you're like, what? Okay. And she's like just her. so hungry because she's, she's been swimming all day. She she's just so hungry, full. right? Oh, but it's because of the bright colors. Or wait, no, that did nightmares. not track for <laughs> no. me. No. I was like, "You're from Arizona. <laughs> like, is it not God, that's bright true. in Arizona?" It's so true. She's I like, "There's just so many Arizona. colors here <laughs> that it's giving me vivid nightmares." That I'm having vivid nightmares about a. I mean, I guess child. Arizona sounds kind of beige like definitely yeah. bright definitely bright the the being too bright thing doesn't really track i was there recently and i will say that i did not while the landscape is like beige and green uh it did not feel like sepia toned in any way it seemed like the same colors we see everywhere else but also if you're bella like what else are you supposed to think you're just like, yeah. oh, like, well. what's wrong with her? Yeah. Yeah, like, like, what's wrong with her? I just feel like I wish there would have been some, I don't know, exploration of, I don't know, having this weird time. shit that's happening. Um, instead of like, oh, I've been having nightmares. And then we find out that it's about, like, the, the vampire child. Mm-hmm. And then she wakes up sobbing because of another nightmare. But it's apparently not because of the vampire child this is a dream about sex the nightmare nightmare. was waking up (laughs) (laughs) so there's just like all these like drops of like oh i've been having nightmares and then you find out later it's about the child and then she wakes up crying and she's like oh she's gonna tell edward about this vampire child that she's dreaming of and nope apparently it's really good sex it's also funny because it is not Stephanie's mo to skip telling us every single detail about a exactly. dream as ever. it goes. We yeah. do when we do eventually get it, and her talking about she's having this recurring nightmare. It's a lot like the nightmare she had earlier in the book with the vampire baby, except that in the new dream, it's not a vampire baby. It's a normal child who she has oh, to like rush baby. to save and. The Voltori are coming to kill the baby. And this, I thought, brought us back around to Psychic Bella, at least. Yeah. Okay. She knows. It's she knows been a there's a baby time. coming. And she knows that she's going to have to save the baby from the Voltori. It's a boy child, just to throw us off the scent. 
Just right. a little bit. Just, a little just so bit. she's a little bit wrong. She can't be, like, actually psychic. <laughs> Even though, like, she is. She is. She just is. Yeah. I was so fucking mad. This whole thing made me so mad because Bella wants to sleep with Edward, right? So and mad. so she's, like, putting on her cute little outfits and everything. Yeah. And Edward just will not throw her a bone. LOL. Um, <laughs> like... Like, she puts on this, like, black, like, lacy number that she's, like, intimidated to even wear. I kind of wish she would, like, have a little more fun in it, too. She's, like, the whole way through, like, kind of scared of it and doesn't look at herself in the mirror. Like, I wish that there was a lip, like, she just had sex and is desperate to have sex again. Like, yeah, she'd like, be like, okay, wait, I'm really cute, though. I'm really cute, though. Like, <laughs> this is definitely going to work. And she goes out in, like, pirouettes and is like, like, what do you think? And he's like, you look beautiful. You always look beautiful. I wrote, I would fight him. <laughs> it, does, and she, later, it does say, I had the satisfaction of watching his eyes pop open wide for just a second. Yep. So you know like, it I want more. him. You know, he, you know he's into it. I want more. (laughs) Okay, give us the romance. She like very casually throws out like everything that Edward has been trying to get out of her for like a year, and doesn't even act like she changed her mind. Yeah, she's just like, well, you know, I was just thinking like I could be a human for like a little bit longer. Eighteen, nineteen. What's the difference? What's another year? Which a year ago, another year was. Oh my god. Another day was catastrophic. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And now she's like, it's not like I'm going to get crow's feet by 20. And we're like, that's not Yeah, exactly. I'm telling you. The Volturi are not even a concern. No, no. Like, she's not worried about that. Does not mention them. She's like, yeah, I kind of want to go to college. Duh. And so I have some sympathy for Edward, who's like, so you would stay human. And then he gets kind of mad. He's yeah. like, why are you doing this? You're trying to seduce me. I'm trying not to have sex with you. You're changing your mind all of a sudden without talking. I'm like, what is going on? It's very fair. It's totally fair. She's just like, suddenly the whole secret to human life is sex. sex. Yeah. Who She's knew? like, now that, now that we're doing this, we could like keep doing okay, this. Okay, but guys, I love that Stephanie has try to like downplay sex and like that uh you know just like not mentioning it we're not really going to go into details but like also it's completely highlighting like how important it is for bella yeah but also the entire plot hinges on it the linchpin of this entire series is them boning is them (laughs) boning but you can tell that stephanie's like really tried to make it not that but has failed miserably. Well, like, yeah, everybody's decisions about everything are based around them having sex or not. Yeah, completely. We also, oh my god, big moment, guys. I'm pretty sure this is the first time that Bella uses the word sex. Yes. And they use it multiple they times use it in the chapter. They use it multiple times in the chapter. Yes. It's been unlocked. Here's the first time, as far as I remember, that sex is used in this way, in this whole series. He was trying to keep me busy, distracted, so that I wouldn't continue badgering him about the sex thing. Yeah, I highlighted it. I was like, they use the word sex for the first but time. But also, it's in the phrase, the, the sex, sex thing. thing. <laughs> <laughs> the whole sex thing. Oh my god. You know what I mean. <laughs> oh, it's too much. It's too much. And then Edward, like, actually says it, doesn't he? Yeah. Yes. Where is it? 
They both say it. They both say it. Oh, he says, he gave me a dubious look. For this, he asked, catching my hand as it moved down to his stomach. Sex was the key all along. Right. He rolled his eyes. Why didn't I think of that? It could have <laughs> saved me a lot of arguments. <laughs> yeah, it really could have, bro. <laughs> That her the key all along. Her whole argument is, I like this part of being human. I don't want to give it up yet. I don't want to wait through years of being a blood-crazed newborn for some part of this to come back to me. Like, can't he just be like, listen, this is going great for me also. Right. And how much better would the sex be if I didn't worry about murdering you the whole time and you could, like, really hold your own, you know? (laughs) Like, you'll be blood crazed yeah but like not literally every second of every day just like most of them right like there'll be like 10 minutes (laughs) yeah you won't be thinking about it like he could be describing to her how sharp all of his senses are and how heightened Mm -hmm. all of your like sensations (gasps) are (gasps) yeah you could surely it could be also great when they're both vampires uh yeah yeah I was just disappointed with, like, I was just disappointed anew that this book goes in the direction that it does because the picture that she paints of their life at Dartmouth is really, really fun. Yeah. I was like, yeah, they, it like, bought fun. a little house. And I was like, and Bella, like, has this thing that she really wants now that is in opposition to how the world is moving because the Volturi are planning to come back and check on her. Right. So like, right. what if they went to That's Dartmouth? That's conflict. We already have it. Yeah. Right. What if they went to Dartmouth and there was some like new kind of antagonist? Mm-hmm. Maybe there's like another vampire at Dartmouth, surprisingly, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. like a witch or whatever. Mm-hmm. Then the Volturi come to town and Bella's like, but I love my life. Like, I spent so long trying to give up this life, and now I want it more than anything. That's Mm -hmm. so compelling. Like, that would be really fun to read about. And we would get to, like, see them being married and being in love and navigating their relationship. Yeah, there would still be interpersonal conflict between them as well. Like, oh, I wish we got that. Already in this chapter, I definitely know that I didn't pick it up the first time around. There are some very small pregnancy hints. Yeah. yeah. She's extremely hungry. She's extremely tired. She's having these weird, vivid nightmares about a child. And she's having, like, vertigo moments. Oh, yeah. And she gets gets dizzy one time when she stands up in the morning. Yeah. So. And I don't know. I don't think this would, like, normally be a pregnancy thing, but... With the added context, it's definitely a clue. She's not sleep talking, which normally she would. Right, She's right. sleeping very deeply. Right. And then wakes up tired still. Yeah. And sometimes she wakes up in tears because she had such a good sex dream that it's so sad that it was not it real, real that she just can't handle that her husband won't bone her and she is crying. I love how Edward lies in bed with her all night, every night. Like, he doesn't go, pick up the fucking feathers. <laughs> Easy. Excuse you, Edward. You could go spend 60 seconds doing that. Yeah. <laughs> but no, or he just, lies like, in bed all night. Make Read breakfast things? before she wakes up. You know? He's never, even like, he's never even, like, reading a book when she wakes up, you know? He, he wasn't, you know, like, he, the first book. 
he like read a book before and now can just read it word perfect in his mind. Oh yeah, all over right. again. that was That's in true. that was in Midnight Sun. Never mind, that wasn't in the Twilight series. Right, the main. That's a real bummer because reading is such a true joy in our lives. And imagine, I clearly it's definitely. I bet, I bet you could read slowly if you wanted to. Like I can read at different speeds. I can speed read. Sure. Or I can read each word aloud to myself in my brain and imagine, like, spend time imagining what's happening and, like, say the dialogue in the way that the dialogue would actually be said as opposed to just, like, skimming through and for sense. Mm-hmm. So I, I hope he does that. That he could read for real if he chose to. Totally. Like, he it would do just whatever suck. he wants, apparently. He's capable of literally anything. <laughs> yeah. Just imagine how terrible it would be to, like, catch up on every book that you want to read. Like, I mean, you know, there will so always be books. other books. There's so many books. But they're not, like, what you want to read, you know? Right. Like, everything that appeals to you, you already went through. Like, oh, horrible. That would suck. Yeah. Why when people are like, oh, it's so sad that I'm never going to finish my TBR pile. I'm like, lit- like what, what would we do <laughs> if there were, like no more books we felt like just reread them okay but i do just want to be able to consume more things that i like though yes that's that's the crux of the issue is that i I do think consume fast enough but i don't want to get through all of it the ideal is a little bit faster than a little bit faster can (laughs) (laughs) okay so then they bone again um, bone again. When they wake up, Bella's like scared of what he, if he's gonna be upset with her again. Right. Once again, they blacked out. Well, there was a black fade to black. Fade we don't to black. Get... But then also, Bella remembers absolutely nothing again. We don't get to know. She was so out of it that she didn't even notice that Edward ripped chunks of wood out <laughs> of the headboard. This too was like I remember as a teen yeah. reading this and yeah. like thinking through some logistics right and i was being like, like i, don't I can't why, see it how? i can't see it how was he holding the headboard why, why? what <laughs> how did he just rip chunks of headboard how was that what he what <laughs> that is not so confusing to me it's more confusing like he says, you seem to be extraordinarily unobservant when your attention is otherwise involved. I'm more confused, like, how unobservant can she really get? Like, like, wouldn't this have been happening right next to her head? Yeah, it would have. Like, right above her. She probably would have gotten some splinters. Just a little think, falling of wood dust. I would think he maybe, like, reached forward. Like, she wasn't pressed up against the headboard. Right. And it was, like, deep enough into this massive bed that he reached forward just to, like, channel the excess energy and just, like, grab and Rip break. something. But, like, you'd think she'd hear, like, this loud-ass noise and just kind of peek over. Like, I know. what did you just do? I followed his gaze and was shocked to see that large chunks of wood had apparently been gouged from the left side of the headboard. Okay, my, so my thing is, I feel like if she's so unobservant in this moment that she, like, blacks out, to me that signals that she's really not she's having attentive bad sex. to uh, <laughs> Edward and what he is uh, having a good time with. Because, you know... Right, like, really self-absorbed. Like, she's being very self-absorbed. I love that for her. Absolutely Did you guys wild. 
I just like I wanted I wanted this book to be so sexy and what I got Ooh. was like ripped pillows and a headboard that had chunks ripping from it and like neither of those things felt sexy to me. I was like that's no. not and bruising all over. Yeah. Like yeah. none of this feels sexy. Right. They're like those are the things that Stephanie dropped because she's like I want you to know that they are having a really exciting sex time. A you lot's just, yeah. happening. A lot's happening. Uh you will just get absolutely no other details about it. And that's Nothing. what we got as yeah. proof that they're having wild incredible sex. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> that Bella Black <laughs> not what I was looking for." <laughs> My question is did you guys feel that this was getting kind of like iffy on consent? Yes. Because I did. Edward says Edward does not want to have sex with her. He says, I can't, Bella, I can't. And l- what he's meaning is like, of course I can, but I don't want to because I'm scared of hurting you. Right. Saying we shouldn't. Yeah. Like he has decided that he does not want to have sex. Yeah. Yeah. And as we know, coerced consent is not consent um and some of the language is like like he was unprepared to deal with the suddenness of my attack there's another one later i think they literally use the word assault yeah they do Um, that was super weird right and it it gets and it's iffy because we know that edward of course wants to have sex with bella it's just that he's worried about murdering her which is very noble of him but like you know (laughs) he deep down wants to indulge in these things but also we as knowing people now are like okay well it doesn't matter if he has you know these deep down feelings he has expressed that he doesn't want to do this yeah like the no is enough listen and again the second time also is like we were talking about how it felt like her idea of like really passionate sex was uncontrolled yeah and that is also what happens again like they have this moment of passion she's like it really disoriented from this dream she like she apologizes later because she realizes that like she kind of pressured him in this weird emotional way because she was so disoriented and like she doesn't want him to be upset and he's like no well it's okay like i was overcome by your being overcome and then they like kind of like can't control themselves and then they have sex again so it I, is, like, that loss of control that, yeah. like, she is kind of pitching as, like, sexy and we're, like, that's just, like, mm. iffy consent-wise. Yeah. Yeah. And I do acknowledge that it is a little different because the the rules for fiction are looser than the rules in our real life. Right. You know, we can, like, draw parallels, but, like, things just, like... You know, I'm not as upset that Edward snuck into her room at night to watch her sleep as I would be if that happened in real life. Like, the rules for fiction are a little looser. But I think this could have been fixed really easily. Yeah, she wakes up, so she's too. crying, she's really upset, and she's like, I'm sorry, because she's like, I know this is weird that this is happening. Um, if instead of then going, please, please, Edward... If he just, like, started kissing her and it just started, she was like, wait, are you sure? And he was like, yeah, I want to. Mm-hmm. There you, you could still say that she seduced him without 
the um what's the word i want the coercion manipulation pressuring it's just weird it's yeah just it just weird. didn't have to happen no and i don't know that it would have happened like that if this book had been edited today like, mm. i think somebody probably would have been like yeah the conversation has shifted and evolved <laughs> here what if we make some tiny tweaks and then he is he does allow like okay well actually this was easier now that i like know how it's gonna go and she's like see we just needed to practice and i'm like yeah exactly you did just right. need to practice you did just need to practice I really love, so she wakes up and, like, peeks at him, uh, and he's, like, lounging with his hands behind his head, uh, and that was just, like, a really funny image to me for some reason. (laughs) Uh, So then the cleaning crew comes. As previously stated, Edward hasn't cleaned up the feathers in the, they've just abandoned that bedroom and I have been using a different bedroom, which is super weird to me because, like, even if he's not a vampire, it's kind of like embarrassing yeah for bella so like i don't know why he doesn't just clean it up but he doesn't and two it's people embarrassing come in. for you yeah they're probably like all right this dude's weird at sex obviously yeah. <laughs> what kind of weird sex are they having <laughs> um and oh the one thing that i felt like um melissa didn't cover in her recap is that the woman cow i'm gonna say i don't know how to pronounce her name um is more superstitious or more aware of like actual things mm-hmm. it is presented here as because she is part takuna indian this and was my worst sentence i just like combined with the fact that we already have this dynamic happening with the werewolves back home i didn't like the implication of these like superstitious indigenous people who believe in magic and know the truth of what's going on why does Um, that have to be happening again here i want to read it um kauri's part takuna indian she was raised to be more suspicious or you could call it more aware than those who live in the modern world that's racist yeah she lives in the the modern modern world world. here she is living you are more from not the modern world than her (laughs) yep like, oh, indigenous peoples exist modernly, now. presently. Yeah. Here they are. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's racist. So she believes in the legends and, like, kind of basically knows that he's a vampire. And so she's like, what is this girl doing here? Yeah. She's scared for Bella. Which I had a, fair. I really enjoyed this moment. Um, they have their own legends here. The Libby Showman, a blood-drinking demon who preys exclusively on beautiful women. Bella says, beautiful women only? Well, that was kind of flattering. And I feel like my reaction would also be yeah, like, pretty. <laughs> Thank you, you. <laughs> He's preying on me? <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, I don't know. They, like, put on a movie and Bella's like, can we have sex now? <laughs> And he's like, they're still here. And she's like, oh, yeah. Okay, can we have sex now? (laughs) And and then they do. And then they do. And then the cleaning crew leaves, and then they do have sex now. I feel like Kaori is the little, like, hint, you know, of, like, something scary coming. Yeah. I don't understand why there's a cleaning crew at all. 
Like He's any a vampire, vampire Again, could you literally could do it in, do like it in twelve minutes. seconds. Yeah. Normally, you don't need any food brought to the island, right? So, like a food delivery sort of at Is most. A yeah. But they act like, oh, you know, this is like the regular cleaning crew that comes in. May- do you th- feel like they have to? I'm, like, undoing my own argument as I think it. Like, do they need the show of having somebody come take care of this house because they own a house here? But, like, nobody would notice. It's just a private island with a house on it. And if you never had anybody come to it, nobody would ever think anything. Yeah. And even if they did think that it was, like, really weird, like, who are they going to take it up with? Right. They don't know who you are and you're never there. Yeah. So you, yeah. That's, That's a chapter. I feel like this chapter is just to be like them negotiating whether they're going to have sex and to start to drop pregnancy hints. And yeah. that's it. That's it. And to set up this this life that Bella is going to end up having to sacrifice right. for Renesmee. Right. Like she was about to have it all. She was going to go to college, like visit Charlie, spend Christmas with Renee, still get to be with Edward. The Volturi, for some reason, are no longer a threat. (laughs) Like, she was about to have it all. And if she got rid of Renesmee, that would be on the table. Like, she could still have that. But that's the sacrifice that she makes to keep Mm -hmm. Renesmee. Mm -hmm. That and possibly, probably her own life. I'm going to keep my worst sentence of being the phrase, than those who live in the modern world. Um, That's a great word sentence. I'm going to do something sort of adjacent to that, which is the sentence, the two Brazilians looked incredibly short and dark next to him, meaning mm-hmm. Edward, which it hits weird. Like, I understand the comparison, but it the phrasing feels icky. It, I mean, we know that Stephanie Meyer equates light white skin with beauty. Yes. Yeah. Like it like is more beautiful. Right. Yeah. Oh, and I hadn't noticed that the following sentences, one was a round man, the other a slight female. And it's Why weird that she used female, female again. Why does it say female? This goes back to Victoria being called the female, that yeah, whole stop. end of that book. It's weird. That's another thing that an editor could be like, strange phrasing? Just change it to woman. Just change Um, it to woman. My worst sentence is going to be her talking about her grief about the sex dream. Um, (laughs) The senseless tears were disturbing, but I couldn't get control of the staggering grief that gripped me. Just really, I really thought that this was going to be a setup to like, I don't know, it's a dream about Bella having a baby and this is going to be her finally mm-hmm. being like, I want to be a mother. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, no, it was literally just about sex. And I'm like, girlfriend, <laughs> you have staggering grief about the sex not the being The fact that you're here. not having sex right yeah, now. Yeah, I was like, come <laughs> on. Anyway, those are my words. I understand being like really bummed. Yeah, really bummed. <laughs> really disappointed. But, like, staggering grief. <laughs> yeah, like it sounds like more sad than like if a grandpire died. Vampire <laughs> than if a grandparent died. <laughs> Truly. 
She's never expressed staggering grief it or been, anything. It could have been, like, an actual seduction. It could have been, like, you want to know what you were just doing to me in my dream? Yeah! Yeah. You want to know? <laughs> but nope. Uh, okay, I'm picking as my best. Bella, Bella sort of, like, staggers out of bed. Again, I guess this is, like, a pregnancy clue. I don't know. She says, if I don't have a better sense of equilibrium in my next life, I'm demanding a refund. <laughs> <laughs> Like, she's finally referring to being a vampire in, like, a fun... Fun way. Yeah. I don't have a best. I'll find Mm -hmm. one. Um, my best was probably... It was one that you read, Maya. Um, beautiful women only. Well, that was kind of flattering. (laughs) 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 Like, yeah, we just read about... Or he just described a blood-drinking demon who preys exclusively on beautiful women. But I was like, beautiful, you say. Beautiful women. That's me. Um, okay, I got one. Whenever I tried to talk him into taking it easy with one of the million DVDs on the big screen plasma TV, he would lure me out of the house with magic words like coral reefs and submerged <laughs> caves and sea turtles. Sea turtles. I really love the phrasing magic words. I love that coral reefs, submerged caves, and sea turtles were all italicized. Like and magic. <laughs> yeah. Like, you just say the word sea turtle, babe. <laughs> I'll forget like, about that. I were like, hey, do you want to, like, watch Crazy Stupid Love tonight? And Scott was like, actually, I thought we could go see the sea turtles. I'd be like, hell yeah, let's see the yeah. sea turtles. <laughs> Great idea. <laughs> that's it. Wow. Goodbye. Uh, that's it. That's, that's, what's this lame chapter? this very small short chapter uh email us with questions comments what your favorite island activity would be (laughs) (laughs) at twilightfacepodcast at gmail.com if you'd like to support the podcast check out patreon.com slash twilightfacepodcast thank you to our patrons melina bridget karen ed laura andrea leany james melissa chance king's gambit Miriam, rachel danny olivia sabine and jasmine you can follow us at Twitter underscore phase on Twitter and Insta and Twilight Phase Podcast on Tumblr. Disclaimer, we own nothing. Twilight Universe and all characters belong only to Stephanie Meyer. Please don't sue us. Audio editing by Melissa Shermer. Cover image by Laura Shermer. Our theme music is written and performed by Adrian Mooring. Yeah. We'll be back next week. And if you don't like it, you can bite me. Bite me. Bye. Bye.